The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over or under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. Make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. The date is Tuesday, May the 31st, uh, and me and my cronies are here to handicap the slate of MLB games for Wednesday, the 1st of June. I can't believe it's the 1st of June already. That's crept up. Uh, joining me first off, uh, all the way from Houston, Texas, is Mr. Moonaf. Manji Moonaf. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Hey, what's going on, Malcolm? Uh, yeah, you're right. I can't believe it's June already. Uh, June 1st, we're right in the thick of it for MLB season. Uh, we're going to keep grinding along these pods. Uh, happy to hear, be here with you boys. Yeah, we've got a strong team out tonight, uh, rounded off by the man who makes the lines. Uh, he writes the tunes. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, Malcolm? Good to be with you and Moon Off. Yeah, July, tomorrow. And for about two months now, we've been giving out a lot of winners. Hope to continue that. Yeah, fully agree. Um, we've got an early game tonight. The Minnesota Twins have uh, turned over the Tigers. Was it the Tigers again? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. yeah. Devin Smeltzer, man. I think I wrote Smeltzer up in my little article that went up last week. Um, picked him up in the DJ's League. His ratios were good. He's got me another dub. Um I'm not sure who my opponent is, but they left Gary Sanchez on the bench and he's hit home runs both nights so far. So that's tickled me. Uh, that's quite amusing. Um, but yeah, Smelter's gone okay. So yeah, decent start. Um, just before we came on air, you boys noticed that I had a I had a, a, a temper shave earlier on. I got all hot and bothered and itchy and I ran upstairs and I shaved my face in a bit of a rage <laughs> and then instantly wish... Yeah, yeah, I know. Like a four-year-old. And then instantly wished I hadn't because I haven't seen my face for about three years and um, it turns out I look like a dropped lasagna which is a bit of a drawback um, <laughs> I can't remember quite what happened there uh, when my face got so fat and old I was just asking you Moon off when the last thing you saw your face was because obviously you look like a big luxurious lion as we always mention uh, but yeah it's a bit yeah. of a shock for um, probably a bit of a shock for you Bugs oh yeah of all this is our second year doing this together is a uh... I've seen your haircuts and stuff, but I've never seen you fully, uh, fully shaved. I was like, you look like, uh, you look like Bob over there, your son. <laughs> yeah, I need to wear um, I need to tilt it back. It's these bits, and it's these wobbly pink bits. I don't know where they come from. I didn't used to have these. It happens these wobbly with pink bits on my neck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's the end of that. Uh, so that's disappointing me today. So if I feel, if I sound a bit down. Um, it's because I've just uh, seen my own face for the first time in a little while, so that's a bit of a shame. Um, well, right, Mrs. Bamford okay, didn't run away, f- right? After she saw you, she's gone. I haven't seen her since. Yeah, I came oh, she's downstairs gone. about oh, five okay. hours ago. She so left. Yeah, she left, and hasn't she hasn't been back. Uh, so the clues are there. That tells you what's been going. Oh, brother. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she's off to find someone with a less wobbly face. <laughs> um, yeah, full slate of games. Uh, for tomorrow, 15 games to handicap. Yeah, there's some day baseball as well. Um, we will start with um, a 110 Eastern first pitch. The Washington Nationals at the New York Mets. Um, Evan Lee is the pitcher for the Nationals. Uh, Carlos Carrasco is the pitcher for the New York Mets. Now, I do have some lines here. Um tally site have uh, have managed to put some lines together um, which was a bit of a I don't, I'd like to know how they did it because um, I can't find any information uh, on Evanley at all uh, the Mets are a very very short price favourite minus 220 
Washington are plus 180. The over-under uh, over is set at nine. Um, so I can take you through Carlos Carrasco, um, who is a five and one uh, for the Mets this season. Um, uh, really good numbers, although the DRA is not uh, not as stellar. Three ninety eight, uh, started nine games, 30, 52 innings pitched, forty six strikeouts, and a one fifteen whip. Uh, and trying to find information uh, on Elliot Lee he was trying to get blood from his stone. He's a he's a twenty four year old lefty, uh, and that's about as far as I got. I only I only saw this pitch and change come in about half an hour ago, um, but I really struggled. So I think the 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 bookers have just priced it up out of fear, really. Um, I can't do much with this at all, apart from uh, possibly give out a really boring Mets run line, but that feels like it could be a bit of a trap as well. Um, I know, uh, Dylan, you've got a bit more of a handle on this division being a Mets fan. I mean, uh, Evan Lee, do you know Do you know more than me about this guy? No, I've yet to hear about him. So this is the first time I'm hearing anything about him. And I, you're right. I think he is making his first start. From what I know, he's not a starting pitcher, though. He's more of a relief kind of guy. So maybe it'll be, you know, uh, play by committee with the bullpen. But I really don't trust this bullpen. We lit him up yesterday. Yeah, and I think you're right. With the Mets one and a half, uh, it might be a square play. But the Mets are on fire right now. I can't back the Nationals on the road. Like I said, their bullpen's all used up. And I just feel like the Mets are firing on all cylinders right now. We've won four in a row. We're getting Tyler McGill back. So hopefully we could keep it going. But, uh, yeah, I like, I like the Mets on the run line here. Yeah, it did seem like a bit of a giveaway. The, just just an auto play, really, the, that my minus 105 on the run line. Uh, Munaf, any strong opinion on this one? No, same boat as you guys. I, I really don't have any information on the uh, national starting pitcher, so uh, I'll trust uh, Dylan here. Okay, so yeah, we can skip over that one. There are a couple. I've, I've got a, a TBD uh, later on, and I think there's there's one other in a game uh, that Dylan might be looking at for us. Um, uh, one Tennyson first pitch is the Kansas City Royals and the Cleveland Guardians, uh, which is Brad Keller against uh, Pilkington, whose first name is Connor, with a K. Connor Pilkington. Um, he's going for the Guardians. The Lions are... Uh, Cleveland are the favourites, minus 135. KC at plus 115. The overall under is set at nine. Uh, Moonaf, um, tell us about this one. Keller, and again, a, a little bit of an unknown pitcher in Connor Pilkington. Yeah, uh, Brad Keller, one and five on the season here so far uh, for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, you would expect that, you know, his ERA would be a lot higher than what it is with the one and five record, but it's at 3.95. The whip isn't, isn't too high, especially with that record. Like I mentioned, it's at 1.21. Uh, he's had two rough or I'll say this uh, over his last four starts. He's he's he hasn't been very good for the Royals. He's given up at least three earned runs in all four of those starts. He's given up at least four earned runs in uh, three out of those four starts. So um, a, a bit uh, a bit wobbly here for Brad Keller. I think the one thing that may be a bright spot for Brad Keller and the Royals is that um, he's two and two so far in his career against the uh, Cleveland Guardians with an ERA of one point seven one. He does have forty five strikeouts in that span, and uh, if we go back to last or. Last season, I'll say this, he had one great start against them, and then he also already has one start against Cleveland, which was at home, uh, where he did go six shutout innings and gave up two hits only to those Guardian uh, batters. Um, but the tricky part for uh, Keller is that his his road and home splits are, are night and day difference. And on the road, where he's going to be starting tomorrow in Cleveland, he has a 6.33 ERA with a whip of 1.64. 0-3 oh, on the road so far, and you compare that to a 2.43 ERA and a whip of 0.93 at home. So, uh, it, it, again, it's it's a little tricky. Do you go off of you know his home and road splits, or do you go off of the success that he's had against the Guardians? And I'll tell you about um, uh, Pingleton here, Connor Pingleton. Um, 
this will be his, I think he's going to stay in the rotation here, but it seems like it's only when he, he's about going about two to three innings. He's uh, had two starts where he's gone about three and a third and three and two thirds. He's allowed three earned runs and two earned runs in those two starts. Uh, the walks are the biggest thing right now for him, and he's given up at least four. So he gave up three in that start against Toronto in three and two thirds and gave up four against Detroit um, in that start. So, I mean, with all that being said, I kind of want to feel I want to back the Royals here. Uh, I think I I think I would base my handicap more off of the history that Keller has against the Guardians. So I'm going to lean with the Guardians here. I'm sorry, with the Royals. Uh, Dylan, this one is a bit of a mess. What do you think? Yeah, I was actually able to get the opening line of an eight. So at a nine that I'm seeing right now, I kind of lean under. I set my total at 8.7, but I'm going to go over here. Last three games between these two, they've skied over this number. And for, for as bad as the Royals have been, they're eight and two towards the over in their last 10 games. And I think we see some runs in this one. So I'm going to go over eight at nine. I would lean under. So if you're able to get it eight and a half, I like the over. Yeah, I, I thought Kansas were worth a punt as well. Uh, I thought the same as Moon off him. It was just a little fit of pilkitting, really. It's been lots of walks and you, not many positions uh, at the moment where Kansas City are worth a bet. Uh, but I did think this was one of them. It, uh, plus 120 uh, I took earlier on, uh, down to plus 115. Now, um, I was hoping for a bit of a a bit of a bigger price, frankly, but you can't take uh, Pilking to the minus one thirty-five. So a uh, little, little punt on the uh, on the Kansas City Royals, but certainly not a strong, uh, a strong lean for me there. Uh, the next game is a one fifteen Eastern first pitch. Is the San Diego Padres at the St Louis Cardinals? It is you, Darvish, and Dakota Hudson uh, goes for the cards. Uh, the cards. Uh, it's a pick'em. Uh, one of those rare things in MLB. Uh, both sides are at minus 110. The overall under is set at eight. Dylan, could you split them? Yeah, I actually made the Cardinals a minus 120 favorite. Uh, so I took the minus 110, mainly because of how good Dakota Hudson has been at home. Three runs given up in 19 and a third. He hasn't allowed a run in his last three starts at home. And he's gotten up against teams like the Brewers, Giants. Feedbacks aren't as good, but they've been pretty solid as of late. So, and you Darvish away is much different pitcher than at home away. He has a 581 ERA, 17 runs given up in 26 innings. And there just isn't, there's just something isn't going wrong, right with this Padre team. I don't know what it is, but they aren't scoring a lot of runs and they've been kind of inconsistent. So because of that and how good Dakota Hudson is at home, I'll take the Cardinals here. Uh, Moonaf, David Hudson, on the face of it, decent looking matchup. Yeah, the face of it looks like that. But uh, like Dylan said, uh, Darvish, at least so far this season, has been a completely different pitcher on the road versus at home. He's been a lot worse on the road so far. 5.81 ERA in a 1.48 whip compared that to his home starts. Uh, 1.71 and 0.68. So I would lean towards, um, at least in terms of Cardinals here as well. Um. My reading of this was I, I got towards the under, the under eight. Um, I'd, I'd faded Darvish a few times and it was uh, it was starting coming back to bite me. His, his last road start at Philly uh, was excellent. No earned runs uh, over seven innings uh, in that game at Philly. And I like uh, Dak Hudson, as, we, as we've discussed in the past. So I thought um, a little bit of trust uh, on both pitches um, and a, a, an under for me. Uh, at that line of eight. Uh, the next game is the three tennis and first pitch. Um, not much to tell you about this. We've got a couple of TBZ pitches, um, which it's the Marlins and the Rockies. Um, I've got Trevor Rogers possibly going for the Marlins, but I couldn't track down um, a Colorado pitcher at all. Uh, no lines either to speak of. So at this point, I'm happy just to blast past this, but that's either of you two boys have got a little bit more on this one. Uh, I'm personally seeing Trevor Rogers and uh, Sensatella for the Rockies. I'm not sure what, if Dylan, you're seeing that as well. Yeah, I see Sensatella going for the Rockies as well. Okay. Uh, okay. I can go um, through the numbers if you yeah, want. Yeah, go on. 
Yeah, uh, Charlie yeah, Rogers. Uh, yeah, two and five so far on the season. A five point two three ERA is uh, a WHIP of one point four five. Uh, last two outings against Atlanta haven't been very good for him. Uh, combined nine innings, gave up eight earned runs, 12 walks, sorry, 12 hits in that span. Uh, did give up four home runs as well uh, to the Atlanta Braves. Now you're going into the uh, Coors Field where it's a hitter's ballpark. Um, but it's, you know, his road numbers have been pretty good so far this uh, season. He's 2.08 ERA on the road with a whip of 1.12. Uh, but he is one and two on the season. But I, I, again, when you go into Coors Field, it, it's just a different, it's a different handicap, right? Because we talk about how how big that ballpark is, and singles turn into doubles, doubles turns into triples there. So um, definitely have to keep that in mind. Uh, Sensatella on the mound for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, believe he is returning from a back injury that he put that they put him on the 15 day IL. Uh, two and two so far this season, 4.55 ERA with a whip of 1.89. Um, not much really to go off of here. Um, it's just that he's making a return from, you know, from being on the IL. So we don't know how long he's going to be going or if he's going to be on a pitch count or an innings count. So maybe something to keep in mind. Um, I really don't have a lean on either side for this game unless you unless you guys do. Yeah, tell him. Uh, a small lean with the, I made the Marlins a minus 110 favorite. I know we like to back the Rockies at home, but just with how good, like Munaf said, with how good uh, Trevor Rogers has been on the road, that's why I think he'll have some success. And I kind of want to see how Sensatella pitches after coming back. Uh, as for the total, I don't really have a lean. I mean, we don't really have any wins going anywhere. So I, I would figure we get a 10, 10 and a half. You, you got to think out. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we could get like an, an under game because these two teams usually don't, especially the Mons, they don't really play a lot of over games. So maybe a 10, 10 and a half, I would lean under maybe depending on what, what we see. Okay, we'll move on to something that we do know a little bit more about. It's a 3.37 Eastern first pitch between the Houston Astros and the Oakland Athletics. Justin Verlander uh, goes for Houston and Cole Irvin is on the bump for Oakland. Uh, Houston are 2-1 to one on, uh, chalk minus 200. Uh, Oakland at plus 170. The overall under is set at seven. Uh, Moon after JV, is he going to do it for your hometown Houston Astros? Yeah, JV had a very rough outing uh, on his last start against the uh, Seattle Mariners in Seattle. I mean, prior to that, he was absolutely incredible for the Houston Astros. His last start against the Seattle Mariners, six innings, did give up 10 hits. Uh, Four of those were home runs, gave up six earned runs, six strikeouts uh, in that game. But prior to that, I mean, he he, he was really, really good. I think this is a spot where I do want to back um, the Astros, especially on the run line with Justin Verlander on the mound. I think he bounces back here against the Oakland A's. He's had you know success over his career against the Oakland A's as well. Um, and then on the mound for the Oakland a- A's is going to be Cole Irvin. Two and two so far this season with 3.15 ERA, 1.20. Um, his last two starts, he's given up at least two earned runs in about six innings. Uh, he's been solid at home as well for the Oakland A's with a 1.61 ERA and a whip of 1.12. I think the difference here and why I am leaning with the Astros here is because if you go back to last season and you kind of take a look at his game log against the Astros, he allowed at least four earned runs in every single one of his starts. He was 0-3 last season against the Astros. Um, made it to the sixth inning just once in those games against the Astros last season. So, um, you know, with that history that he has against the Astros and when you have your ace on the mound for the Houston Astros, I'm going to back the run line here for the Astros uh, with Justin Verlander on the mound. Uh, Dylan, uh, do you back Moonoff's judgment up there? Yeah, I'm backing Moonoff and Verlander on the run line. I know uh, Irving's been good at home, but with how bad the A's offense has been, there's no way I can back them. They Moonoff, I don't know if you put money on Blackburn Day yesterday, but they killed me yesterday. I, mean, I, I thought that game was the evening, and then I saw it went off, and then I was like, oh, too late. Yeah, so they, they're dead to me for a little while. They're on my <laughs> no-bet list, so I, I can't back them. I think Verlander, like Moonoff says, has a nice bounce back. You don't see him tend to slip up and give 
that much runs, especially to a team like the Mariners who are kind of struggling this year. So I think he has a nice bounce back. Yeah, I thought this was just too hard to... to I couldn't find anything I wanted to bet on. Obviously, Houston were too short, but uh, I thought the under might be a good call, but then at seven, it was too... Uh, it was too low at seven, but then I didn't want to take the over because I don't think Oakland can contribute very much to it. And then Houston are going to have to do all the work themselves. Can they score six or seven runs? And they haven't been going. So, yeah, this was a very uh, a rare no bet for me. Um, I just couldn't find anything that jumped off the page at me. You could probably look at the Astros uh, next- team total if you wanted to uh, on the over there. It probably comes down maybe four and a half. And I, like I said, that history that the Astros have against... Cole Irvin from last season, you know, maybe that carries over to this year. Yeah, I just thought Irvin was going along okay. I can see, the, see Houston winning this sort of four to nothing, four yeah. one or something. Um, so yeah, maybe the, the run line, but nothing, yeah, nothing blew my skirt up uh, on that at all. Um, next, 340 Eastern first pitch is the Atlanta Braves and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Kyle Wright goes for Atlanta and Madison Bumgarner goes for Arizona who are a plus-130 uh, home puppy. I know Dylan loves his home puppies. Uh, Atlanta Braves are minus-150. The over or under is set at nine. Dylan, is it a, uh, is it the home dog for you? I'll say I'm, I'll say that towards the end, a little tease, but I don't usually do this, but since Ooh. we're getting great value here, I got to take a swing with Madison Bumgarner and the Snakes, plus-one-and-a-half. I got it at minus-110. Even here at minus-115, I still like it. I think there's value there. I, I like what we've been able to get from uh, Mad Bum at home. Besides his last start against the Dodgers, he's only given up one to two runs at home. He's been able to go five, six innings, some nice length. And I know it's early, but let's not look past his D-back team. They have a better record right now than the Atlanta Braves. So they were able to take the first game of the series by a final score of six to two yesterday. And I think they've been able to stay in games due to their pitching. In the last 10 days, the Snakes are 7-3 and three ATS as an underdog. And, at, oh, no, just 7-3 and three ATS in the last 10. And as an underdog this season, the Snakes are 25-16 and 16 ATS. So they cover games. I think here at home with how good Bumgarner has been, I think this is a good spot. Might be my dog of the day, but for right now, plus one and a half for the Snakes. Okay, so Dylan very taken with uh, Madison Bumgarner's length. Um, I wrote down the exact same thing. That Arizona remain very competitive um, and on the run line, plus one and a half at minus 115. So, yeah, completely and utterly echo everything Dylan says and will co-sign that one. Uh, I have got that boxed on my list in front of me. Uh, Moonaf, is it three out of three? If you go all the way back to 2013 uh, with Madison Bumgarner on the mound against the Atlanta Braves, in his starts, and this includes with the, the time with the Diamondbacks and with the Giants, uh, whichever team he's pitched for over those last 11 starts, those teams are 9-2 and two, uh, against the Atlanta Braves when Bumgarner started, wow. including, I believe, four, five out of the last six. So, yeah, I agree with you guys. I mean, he's very familiar with this team. Um, obviously, since 2013, the, the lineup has changed. But, again, going back to last season, he did face his team twice. Uh, one game he threw seven innings, didn't allow a hit, and then he also went um, five innings and gave up three earned runs. But I believe that's the game that they also did come back, come from behind and won. So I agree with you guys. I'll go with the Diamondbacks here. I think there's some value here with uh, Bumgarner, especially how uh, Dylan said that he's had success at home. So we will all head across to win bet and fill in the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, and as we do it, um, you can uh, get a $200 uh, little bonus when you bet 50 bucks um, on their promotion. The Winbet Casino was also offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. All users can receive a $20 free bet if they win, lose, or push. The three or more leg build your own bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. Uh, also, the match is coming to win. Uh, sounds like a lot of fun. Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers at two to one on uh, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes at plus one sixty five. So there's loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Tees and C's at winbet.com. Must be twenty one or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one eight hundred five two two four seven double zero. 
Next up, 6.05, Eastern first pitch. The San Francisco Giants at the Philadelphia Phillies. Carlos Rodon uh, goes for San Francisco. And Aaron Nola goes for the Phillies. And Rodon is now 4-4. Four and four He's moved to with a 360 ERA. Uh, 50 innings pitched, 64 strikeouts and a 124 whip. Nola is 2-4 and four with a 356 ERA. Uh, 60 and two-thirds, 74 Ks, and a 0.94 whip. Um, well, the better numbers here coming from Nola. Rodon um, has... He, he struggled a little bit um, in, his, in his last three starts. It's made, I've kind of pumped the brakes a little bit on Rodon. He's, uh, his stock has done nothing but rise over the last year. And then all of a sudden, just the last three starts, it's been, um, it's been a little bit disappointing. So I think this game revolves around whether or not uh, you feel that Rodon is going to get back on track. Um, Nola was great last time out, eight and a third, um, giving up one earned run against those Arizona, uh, sorry, Atlanta it was actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a four, uh, the t- sorry, the twice before that he's pitched against the LA Dodgers um, and done okay. This was, this was close Again, a close one. Like I said, to me, the key, the, the key is whether or not you back um, Rodon um, to get back on track. I'm going to take him, and, and mainly it's it's actually a fear to the Phillies. Um, they've lost four in a row. I watched the game last night. Uh, I watched the last few innings. They got back into the game against the Giants, uh, and then the bullpen gave it away. I think Canable gave a run off, and then um, they they lost an extra. So. Um, Let's take the stud pitcher to get back uh, on track and the Giants at plus 105 for me um, in what was a close game to call. Moonaf, what do you think? Yeah, I'm actually kind of leaning towards the over in this game. And, uh, you know, like you mentioned, Carlos Rodon so far with the Giants, solid at home, right? A 2.53 ERA, but on the road so far, he's 4.67 ERA with a whip of 1.3. And also, I was looking up uh, Aaron Nola's history against the Giants, and he's really struggled against them. Um, this dates all the way back to 2016. Um, he's 1-2 over his career against the Giants with an ERA of 7.94. He had one start against the Giants last season back on June 19th, where he only lasted two and a third inning, gave up six earned runs off of six hits, uh, three walks, and two home runs. So, um, kind of based off of that and Carlos Rodon struggles here on the road. If I can find an eight on this game, I'll probably jump on that over. I'm currently seeing an eight and a half, um, but I, I kind of do like the over in this game. You're on mute, Malcolm. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, Dylan, what was your, what was the number that you manufactured on this game? Yeah, I actually had it flipped. I made the Giants a minus 120 favorite. I was able to get a plus 105 with them. So, I mean, Giants are a good road team. They're 13 and 10. And you're right, Malcolm. I agree with the point you made. This is kind of a fate of the uh, Phillies, more or less. I do expect Carlos Rodon to have a bounce back. His last three starts, like you mentioned, weren't, weren't the best. But Phillies, they've lost four straight, and they're not good at home. 11 and 14 at home. And with all the additions they made in their bullpen, we see it this we've seen it through the first quarter of the season. They they still blow leads. That's st- they they make a lot of errors. I just watched the uh, three game series against the Mets. Just boneheaded infield mistakes, and then they then they go, give it up to the bullpen, and their bullpen gives up three four runs. So I can't trust them. I don't like them, and I'm going to take the Giants at this plus money price. Okay, so everyone on the Giants and the overs there. Uh, nice consensus. Uh, 7.05 Eastern, first pitch is the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles. Robbie Ray uh, goes for Seattle and Kyle Bradish goes for Baltimore. Um, Seattle are favourites here, minus 145. Uh, Baltimore at plus 125. The overall under is at eight and a half. Uh, Moonaf, you've got this one under control. Seattle at Baltimore. Yeah, Robbie Ray on the mound for the Seattle Mariners, who's kind of really been up and down uh, so far this season, to stay the least for the Seattle Mariners. He's 4-5 and five on the season with a 4.75 ERA, a whip of 1.2. He's 
He did have a good start uh, last time out against the Oakland A's. I don't know how much we can take away from that, but he did allow three earned runs to them over six innings pitch. Did strike out 10 batters in that game. Um, but he's faced prior to that, he faced the uh, Boston Red Sox. He gave up four earned runs in six innings there. Faced the Mets in New York. He gave up five earned runs in, the, in six innings there. So kind of been up and down. And so far on the road this season for Robbie Ray, a 5.64 ERA and a whip of 1.38. On the mound for the uh, Baltimore Orioles, like you mentioned, Kyle Bradish, uh, he got tagged for six runs against the Red Sox in his last start. Only lasted one and two-thirds inning there. Six hits, six earned runs, one home run he did give up. Uh, did hit two batsmen in that game as well. Um, back-to-back, or over his last three starts, he's allowed at least four earned runs. He's allowed at least five earned runs in his last two starts. And overall, over his last five starts, he's given up at least four earned runs and four of the five starts. So what that pretty much says that he's he's prone to giving up runs. And and now, uh, you know, hopefully this might be a game where it's the Seattle offense can start getting going here against a guy like Kyle Bradish. Um, it just makes me like the first five innings over in this game as well. Um, and I'll probably back the, the Seattle Mariners here on the money line. I don't feel great about it. Uh, but I think the over might be a better play in this game uh, between the Mariners and the uh, Baltimore Orioles. At if you find if you have an eight and a half right now, I would take that over right now. Uh, Dylan, really interesting game this one uh, to handicap. How did you uh, break it down? Yeah, it's kind of crazy to me that the Orioles have a better record than the Mariners, but it's true. Uh, it's still early and. You know, I have faith in my Seattle Mariners. I adopted them as my second team, but I, I like them in this spot. I got an opening line of minus 130. I'm seeing minus 145s out right now. That'd be the max I go with them. Mariners, they're not really a good road team. While, you know, the Orioles, they, they do a good job. They're a tough team to put away. They're frisky. They fight till the end. And But I, I think you're right with Robbie Ray on the mound. He's been kind of up and down, but I think this is a nice bounce-back spot for him on the road. Hopefully they could sneak, a ro- sneak out a win on the road, excuse me. So I, I don't trust him on the run line. I'll take him on the money line, Mariners, for me. Um, complete opposite for me. Uh, I wouldn't back uh, Seattle uh, with your money. Um, Robbie Ray is just... He's struggling. He doesn't look right. He's just throwing it up there. It, I mean, it, it it looks the the word I've written down here it looks thoughtless. Um, he's, he's throwing his fastball and just one sort of off speed pitch, and it just doesn't look uh, really controlled or well thought out. There's no process in there. Um, Baltimore, on the other hand, have been more than competitive. They, they beat the Red Sox ten to nothing last night. Um, Mm-hmm. They had 14 hits in that game. And like you say, they've got a better record. Uh I don't mind Bradish. I know he's not um he's not a name you really want to want to back, but I just couldn't bring myself to back. I I know I did take the Mariners uh when we did our little Friday night pod and we looked for some for some trends, and I thought the Mariners were due a um a decent run. I thought they, they were due an upturn in uh in in their fortunes, uh, especially with the, they had a little home stand coming up and then they had some games that I think it was Baltimore and Texas. Um, but the more I look at it, I just, at the price, I couldn't take them at that price anyway. I do think they're going to win some games, but I certainly couldn't take them at minus 145. Um, Anthony Santander's hitting and um, Ramona Rios is the name to look out for. I've just checked while you boys were talking uh, on Yahoo Fantasy and he's 3% owned. Um, and you're swinging a hot bat. Um, so I'm not sure it's going to last, but if you need someone for a couple of weeks, uh, go and have a little look at uh, Ramon Arias. Um, he could be worth a little ad for you. So uh, home dogs for me, Baltimore at plus, 25, uh, plus 125. Um, yeah, just can't take can't take robbery in Seattle. The form they're in at that price. Next up is, where are we going next? We are going to uh, 7.05 Eastern first pitch between the LA Angels and the New York Yankees, which is Reed Detmers, uh, the lefty going for the Angels, and Nasty Nesta Cortez, the lefty going for the New York Yankees. Uh, The lines are LA Angels plus 135. Uh, The Yankees are minus 155. Over or under is at eight and a half. Uh, Dylan, take us away with the Angels at the Yanks. 
Yeah, I'm all over nasty Nestor Cortez train. I uh, I'd like the Yankees first five minus a half on the line shop. And I'm also going to take the Yankees minus one and a half. I got it at plus 120. I mean, any sort of plus price would be good for me on the run line. Uh, but at home with Nestor Cortez, he's only allowed five runs in 23 innings. And three of those came, uh, three of those five, excuse me, came in his last start against the White Sox. Hitters are just having a tough time hitting this guy. Now with Demers, uh, all we all know he threw that no-no a few weeks ago, but on the road he's been awful. 11 runs in 11 innings. He's given up a run in every inning he's pitched on the road. I don't trust this Angels team right now. They've lost five in a row. And even when they scored 10 runs the other day, when they uh, scored 10 against the Blue Jays, their bullpen finds a way to lose it for them. So I, I just can't trust this team right now. I like the Yankees to break out here. Give me the Yankees first five minus a half. And I also take the uh, run line with the Yankees. Uh, Moon off, Angels at Yankees. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything Dylan just said there. Um, team Reed Deadmers came down to earth after his no-hitter against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Faced Texas twice. And, you know, Dylan said the numbers gave up three and runs, five and runs there as well. Um, I think that now you're going up against a better offense here in the New York Yankees in New York, or sorry, in uh, Yankee Stadium, uh, in, in the Little League ballpark. So I, I expect the Yankees <laughs> to get out there and uh, put up some runs. I do like the team total in this game for the Yankees as well. Um, and then you know Cortez, like Dylan said, he's been solid all season long for the Yankees. Um, it's run line. It's Yankees uh, team total as well in this game. Yeah, I was doing exactly the same thing, trying to find an angle in uh, to the New York Yankees. Um, the angle I've got is uh, Cortez uh, strikeouts. Um, he's gone. He only got struck out five in his last game, seven in the last two before that. So I think you might get a number, maybe six and a half. Um, he can strike out a load of angels. He could get eight, nine, ten angels. Um, certainly last week, I don't know uh, over the last two or three nights, but they have, they were the second uh, highest or worst, whichever way you want to um, word it, um, team four striking out uh, in MLB. So that combination, I think Cortez could strike out a lot of angels tomorrow. Uh, so over on the strikeouts, uh, that was my angle in, but I do completely agree that um, it's the Yankees that I want, whether it would be first five, run line, money line, you name it. Like the money line was too short. I've loved the look of this series all week, actually. It's been a, it's been a fun looking series. But yeah, let's get a Cortez can strike them all out tomorrow, I think. Um, let me tell you about uh, Sleeper uh, while we're on. Uh, if it's worth a fight for Tommy Pham uh, and Jock Pedersen, I'll tell you all about it. Um, no doubt you have your fantasy uh, football league on there. Um, it's an outstanding app, really good, nice and clean and, uh, and easy to use. Yeah, but Sleeper have added... Uh, a little over or under uh, game on there now, so you can make a few quid. Uh, you need to pick your sport. You need to pick your props. You need to pick your players, uh, points in basketball, hits in baseball, etc. And then choose your stake. Uh, and if you're right, you can make from two to 20 times uh, that stake that you put on. Um, the little chat feature uh, is really good fun. There's a group chat, so you can have a little bit of uh, a little bit of patter with your friends. Um, you can copy their picks as well. If someone's hot, you can copy their picks uh, at the touch of a button as well. So it's really fun to play and you can write out all those picks uh, together. Uh, if you download Sleeper and play the overall under game, um, use the app um, and the code SGPMLB. So that's sleeper.com slash SGPMLB. Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. So join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGPMLB. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Next game is a 7-0-7 first pitch between the Chicago White Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays. Michael Kopech uh, is on the mound for the White Sox and Hun Jin Ryu gets the start for Toronto. Now, the White Sox are plus 120. Uh, Toronto minus 140. The overall under is at eight and a half. Uh, Kopech is one and one. The 129 ERA started eight games, pitched 42 innings with 39 Ks in a 0.86 whip. Uh, Ryu is two and oh, a 5.48 ERA, started five games, 23 innings, pitched 12 Ks, uh, in a 135 whip. 
Um, Klopik's been brilliant his last three. Um, two of which were against um, that Yankees offense we've just been talk- talking about as well. Uh, the key for Klopik is to keep these walks down. Um, he's pitched 20 innings on the road this season to a 0.45 ERA. So I think that tells you everything you need to know about Michael Kopik. Um Hunjin Ryu's had a little bit of an injury. Um, and since he's returned from that, uh, he's been really good. He, back from the IL, he's pitched 15 and two-thirds. He's only given up three earned runs. Um, I thought this was a strong uh, lean for me towards the under. Um, talked about Kopech being great. Ryu's been good since he came back. The White Sox are still struggling a little bit. They needed to get Lewis uh, Robert back uh, from his little COVID um, 19 stint. Um, I'll throw out the name Jake Berger as a name to watch. He's been filling in. He's kind of been up and down from the minus. He's been filling in uh, for various places. They've been injured. He's back up um, at the moment. Hopefully he can stick because I think he's got a little bit of leg. So it could be another fantasy addition there, uh, Jake Berger. Um, but yeah, I just thought this is. Bit of a pitching duel, really. Uh, and I expected the line to be um, possibly seven and a half. Uh, and it's come out at eight and a half. So it'd be interesting to see what Dylan's line is. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was a, a strong play for me on the under. Uh, Dylan, we'll come to you first. Uh, you're the over-under guy. What was your number? Yeah, I set my total at a 7.4. I completely agree with Woo! you. I took it. I was right. I took it up. Yeah, I took an under eight and a half as well. It seemed a bit high to me, to be honest. Uh, you got two good pitchers here in uh, Ryu and Kopex. You also got 10-mile-an-hour wins in Toronto. Maybe the roof will be open. I know they play in a dome, but uh, mo- both teams, they've been under teams for the most part of the year, especially with Toronto at home. Six and 15 toward the under while playing at home. I know the White Sox hit lefties well, but... Toronto is very picture friendly. So at this eight and, a, eight and a half, I was very happy to take it under. Excellent. I'm pleased that you backed me up there. I've done something right. Munaf? Yeah, I'm not sure I trust Rayu against um, the White Sox. Uh, in two starts last season, uh, he has an ERA of 9.31 with a uh, record of 0-2 against these White Sox. And, you know, Malcolm, you mentioned that he is pitching better since he returned to the IL. Um this is probably a stay away from me. At least if I was going to bet the Blue Jays, I would rather back the plus price with Michael Kopech, like you mentioned, who's been really good so far for the uh, Chicago White Sox with a one in one record, a 1.29 ERA. Um, I, I think that's the way I would look would be the plus price on the White Sox. Uh, but I, I don't trust Rayu, uh, despite how good he has looked uh, so far this season uh, since he returned from the IL. So I'm probably take the White Sox money line here. Okay, a little dog play there for Moonaf. Uh, 7-10 Eastern first pitch. Cincinnati Reds, Boston Red Sox. Hunter Green goes for Cincinnati. And Garrett Whitlock uh, goes for the Red Sox, who are the minus 180 favourites. Uh, Cincinnati at plus 155. The total is set at nine. Uh, Moonaf, how about your Boston Red Sox? Yeah, it looks like there's going to be some rain in the forecast here for this game tomorrow, uh, possibly May uh be postponed but uh maybe that clears up overnight who knows but um yeah hunter green again we talked about it early in the season where he was absolutely struggling uh against um opposition um he had two starts prior to his last one where or just past three starts prior to the last one against the cubs where he looked really good he only allowed four total earned runs in a span of about 18 and two-thirds inning but Against the Cubs in his last start, uh, he gave up uh, five earned runs in five innings, did strike out six batters. The strikeouts are always going to be there for um, Hunter Green. He's had at least six strikeouts in every single one of his start except for one. Um, But now you're going up against a better offense right now. I know the Red Sox did get shut out yesterday, um, but I just don't trust Hunter Green completely yet, especially now going over to Fenway Park. Facing these Red Sox batters, uh, who over the last two weeks are absolutely just crushing the ball. Um, and then Garrett Whitlock, one and one so far this season, 3.49 ERA, a whip of 1.14. Been solid um, over his last couple starts here. I know he got roughed up by the Seattle Mariners, 
but, you know, he's averaging giving up at least two earned runs, which really makes me like the first five innings over in this game. Uh, we know Hunter Green gives up those runs early. Uh, Garrett Whitlock has given up some runs as well since he brought got brought into the starting rotation. Um, so that's the way I'm kind of looking at here. I would lean with the Red Sox on the money line, but definitely I am going to play the first five innings uh, over in this game. Uh, so first five over for Moon Dillon. Yeah, I love the value here we're getting with the Red Sox a minus one and a half. I was able to get a plus 120. I was actually willing to lay a small number, but uh, any sort of plus price, I'll be on the Red Sox run line. They've really turned the bats around, and I know the Orioles, they took three of five from them. Uh, but like I said earlier, the Orioles, they've really surprised a lot of people. Two, uh, two offenses that have been scoring some runs. I wouldn't talk you off the over here. I set my total at 9.6. Like Muno said, we check the weather. I also see some winds blowing in on left field as well. And with Green going for the Reds, I, you just got to think the Red Sox should be able to put up some numbers, especially the way they've been swinging the bat. So I, I like Red Sox team total as well. If you're able to get a four and a half or five, I like the over. But at plus 120, I'm going to take Red Sox minus one and a half. Um. For the second time, I'm going to completely fly in the face of both of you. Um, I'm perfectly happy to take the Cincinnati Reds here. Um, I'm okay with taking Hunter Green on the road. Um, I know we're talking um, really flashes of what he's shown, but his last two road starts, uh, one earned run over six innings at Toronto, uh, one earned run over seven and a third um, at Pittsburgh. Um, so no problem with taking Hunter Green uh, on the road at all. Um, and again, we're talking about this Baltimore team who are um, under 500 at home and yeah, got spanked last night. So yeah, give me that plus 155 on Cincinnati. Uh, looks like a big value price to me. Um, 7-10 Eastern first pitch is the Minnesota Twins at the Detroit Tigers. It is Bailey Ober uh, for Minnesota and it is Tarek Skubel going for Detroit. Uh, the Twins are uh, minus 130 on the money line, Detroit plus 110, and the total is set at seven and a half. Uh, Dylan, uh, Minnesota, Detroit. Yeah, I actually made the Tigers the favorite in this game. I made them a minus 110 favorite, so any sort of a plus price I'll be able to get on the Tigers, I'll be on them. Uh, I like Scooble here against Bailey Over. Scooble in his last four games, 18 innings, he's only allowed three runs. Walks are down, which is good. Uh, I think since he got banged up um, a little too much in April against this Twins team, it's going to be a little revenge factor for him. So besides dropping the first game of the doubleheader today, which we just saw, the Tigers, they're, they've, they're winners of four of their last five games. They're starting to pick up a little momentum. So with the pitching advantage I like with Scooble, I'm going to take the Tigers here as another Malcolm home puppy. Well, uh, Dylan, I am going to... I don't know. Do you know what? It might be because I've had a shave. Um, we're going to have to find out if uh, if I go 15 for 15 tomorrow, uh, we're going to have to have a, have a shave every day, I think. Um, I, the complete opposite side again, Dylan. Um, oh, wow. I like Bailey Ober. Um, I've written... I want Ober in my next few starts. I've, I've, I've got to develop a bit of a man crush on him. Um, I think he's going to go well. He's, he's someone, I think, again... The, the third player tonight that I'm going to tip up as a possible fantasy pickup for you. Um, I thought better, better pitcher uh, and better team, Minnesota minus 130. This is quite straightforward to me. Um, Moonaf, can you split the tie here? Yeah, I'm going to, um, I'm leaning towards the Twins here as well. And the only reason is because, or well, one of the reasons is, is that the Twins are doing well against left handed pitching so far this season. Um, if you kind of take a look at their team average against left-handed pitching, they're top, uh, they're in that top 10 range right at number six, uh, uh, at hits their number six as well. And then RBIs, they are number four in the entire league against left-handed pitching. And, you know, we talked a lot about Tark Skubal last year as well. And, you know, it's, he's doing great so far this season. Um, he did have one start against Minnesota earlier this year, back on April 28th, where he did allow, five earned runs or five innings uh, in that game. So, um, and at home so far, he's been solid. You know, uh, you can make the case. I see the case for Tarek Skubal, but I think those numbers 
against left-handed pitching is really what's kind of tipping me towards the twin side. And like you mentioned, Bailey Ober has been pretty good so far for the Minnesota Twins, one and one with a 3.25 ERA. He also faced the Detroit Tigers back on April 28th. He went three and two-thirds inning in that game, uh, gave up one earned run off of six hits, got pulled a little early there. Maybe he was in some trouble, but uh, I'm going to lean with the Twins here with you, Malcolm. Okay. Uh, one of our favorite sponsors here on the MLB Gambling Podcast is Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. Uh, one delicious scoop of that AG1 gives you 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Uh, it's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery focus, and aging. Costs less than $3 a day. In AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate, ultimate daily nutritional insurance next up is 805 first pitch eastern time tampa bay rays at the texas rangers jeffrey springs the lefty goes for tampa bay and john gray uh, draws the start for texas the rays are a minus 120 favorite uh, texas are even money plus 100 uh, the total is set at eight um Quite another interesting game, this one. Quite a, a tricky game to handicap. Springs is 2-2, two two, uh, 162 ERA. He's now started five games, having appeared in eight in total. Uh, pitched 33 and a third with 33 strikeouts and a 0-81 whip, which is worth mentioning. Uh, John Gray is 1-2, a 5-56 ERA. Uh, seven starts, 34 innings. Pitched 32 Ks and a 132 whip. Um Springs has really established himself in this rotation now. Uh, he's only given up two earned runs in his last 16 and one third. He's been absolutely fine on the road as well, Jeffrey Springs. He's been a he's been a big plus for this Tampa Bay rotation. Um John Gray's starting to worry me. There's no signs of improvement really from Gray. We were expecting uh hopefully some better things um moving out of, of Colorado from him. He's given up lots of contact. Um Texas won on Monday, and I think that is their uh, one win for this series. Uh, Tampa Bay were a backable price. I actually wrote them down at minus 130. I'm now seeing a minus 120, uh, so that makes me like them even more. Um, fairly straightforward. Um, better team, better pitcher. Give me Tampa Bay minus 120. Uh, Moonaf, what do you think? Yeah, everything that you just said. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, not much else for me to add. I agree with you there 100%. Okay. Uh, Dylan, anything else to add to my very wise words? <laughs> no, I think this is a team ride. Uh, I took the uh, raise on the money line. I got a minus 118. I like him up to a minus 130. This is just a fate of John Gray. Oddly enough, he's only making his second start at home. So I want to see a little more out of him. And uh, ever since the Rays made Jeffrey Springs a starter, he's done pretty well. So the Rays, they do a good job on the road. And like you said, Malcolm, they're just a better team. So, raise money line. You both are riding with the power of my baby soft skin. That's what's going on here. I've hypnotized <laughs> you. Uh, baby face. The baby face hypnotist. That's what we'll call me from now on. Uh, you don't have to. It's your choice. 805 Eastern first pitches the Milwaukee Brewers at the Chicago Cubs. Um, I have no pitcher for Milwaukee. Um, I have friend of this parish, uh, Kyle Hendricks going for the Chicago Cubs. Um, no lines, uh, which indicates that that pitcher is still TBD, uh, but Munaf can tell us if he has any other news on this one. Uh, I don't see one for the Brewers, but uh, Kyle Hendricks is on the mound for the Milwaukee, sorry, for the Chicago Cubs here. Um, he's already faced a Brewers Three, sorry, two times already this season. Yeah, the first start was against Milwaukee, five and a third, one earned run at home. And then he went on the road 
against Milwaukee where he got lit up for six earned runs and just four and a third inning, uh, gave up three home runs in that game as well. Uh, the numbers are not great for, for Kyle Hendricks. I mean, the, any way that you look at it, the ERA is slightly better at home, but it's still above four out of 4.61. Um, I don't really have much of a feel for this game. Like you mentioned, I didn't see a pitcher listed for the, um, for the uh, Brewers either. It might be a call-up or may possibly a bullpen start um, for the Brewers, but without a line or uh, a pitcher for the Brewers to go off of, I don't have much here. Yeah, tricky, isn't it? Dylan, uh, do you have anything much on this? Yeah, I got. Uh, I think they are making a call-up. I got Josh Lindblom. He's making his first start this year. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But I'm just looking at his 2021 splits against uh, Chicago, 1271 ERA. He's given up eight runs and five and two thirds. <laughs> so not, not really good. I know it's a different lineup, but still, uh, I would expect the total two to be kind of low. I know it's at Wrigley. You got winds blowing in around seven miles an hour from center. Uh, maybe if we get a good price on, I expect the Brewers to be open up as a favorite. They are the better team, but if we're able to get a plus one thirty or a little better, plus one thirty five, maybe on the Cubs. I'll take a shot with Hendricks. Um, I quite like Lindblom from what I remember. I'll certainly be uh, interested to see what he does tomorrow because, um, yeah, watching brief on Lindblom might might be a. Might be a good thing to uh, to, to keep tabs on. Um, yeah, I, I need to just ignore Kyle Hendricks' starts. Put him in timeout. Um, I know Dylan, you said earlier on you were putting. I can't remember what pitcher it was in timeout, but I'm uh, I'm going to do the same uh, with Kyle Hendricks and just not offer an opinion uh, for a little while until until I see something different from him. Uh, the final game is it? The final game. It is the final game. Is the Pittsburgh Pirates? at the Elliott Dodgers. Um, and it is uh, Jose Quintana uh, going for Pittsburgh and Mitch White going for the Dodgers. A hard game to price up, I would have thought, this one. But um, the lines currently are Pittsburgh at plus 190 uh, with the Dodgers at minus 235. Uh, the total is set at nine. Uh, Dylan, this is a hard one to break down, I think, because Quintana's been going okay. And we don't have a great body of work yet on uh, White. Yeah, I know. This is this kind of was a hard game. I thought I was very generous. I made the Dodgers a minus 210 favorite. So we've gotten way past that. Uh, this is a square play, but I was able to get the opening line of Dodgers run line at plus 105. Even at a minus 105, what it is right now that I see, I still like it, but if we continue to see some money come in on the Dodgers, I might find myself on the Buckos. I need at least a plus 210 to take a shot with them. Surprisingly, three of the four games these teams have played already, the Pirates have won three. So Jose Quintana, he, he, was, one, he was one of the guys to win those uh, games as well. Uh, he's had success against this Dodger lineup. He went six scoreless, only two hits given up. Uh, walks can be an issue for him, but if he's able to hone it in a little – I think he can have success, especially early on. So maybe you want to look uh, Pirates first five. Maybe we could get a plus one and a half. I know they're very rare, but if you're able to get Pirates plus one and a half, I think that's worth a look. But the way the Dodgers hit at home and score runs, they're first in the league in runs, first in RBIs, first in walks. So they're disciplined at the plate. For me, it's either the Dodgers win by a blowout, but if Quintana is able to keep the uh, Buccos in the game, I think they're live dogs again. So as of right now, it's Dodgers minus one and a half. But if we're able to get over $2 with the Pirates, I could see myself being on them. Uh, Moon, after, do you manage to find an angle into this one? Yeah. Uh, Jose Quintana has faced the Dodgers 10 times in his career. Um, and this dates all the way back to 2012. Um, but, you know, he, he's faced the Dodgers five times uh, since 2021, going back to last season. I'm going to put you guys on the spot here a little bit. In his 10 career appearances against the Dodgers, how many times do you guys think he's given up three or more runs? <laughs> Probably once. 
Yeah, just once. Um, yeah. And, oh, and he's wrong. he's only allowed two earned runs over his last five appearances against his Dodgers team. And I know some of them been, have been out of the bullpen and things like that, but uh, he did have a start this season against the uh, Dodgers where he went six shutout innings and only allowed two hits to them. So I think that if you're going to want to back this, uh, do- uh, sorry, the Pirates team, I think Dylan hit the nail on the head is that doing the first five innings, because again, Quintana has a lot of success, success against this uh, Dodgers team, which is crazy to say. Yeah, it is crazy to say. The, the word that I've wrote down next to Quintana's name is that he's been surviving. Because um, every week we seem, to, we seem to come on this podcast and expect him to blow up. And he just hasn't been at some point. You've got to give him a lot of credit for what he's done. Um, uh, the pitcher we haven't mentioned is Mitch White. Like you say, we don't really know an awful lot uh, about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect him to go deep into the game. Um, he's got an ERA of 4.6. Um instinct came really for uh, for me this game. I instinctively thought this was going to go over uh, nine and I thought both teams could contribute. I, but I like everything we've said about um, about uh, Pittsburgh at either a money line, a plus one, 90, a first five or a, a plus one and a half. The fact they've taken three or four from the game. Uh, there's just something sort of off. Um, I mean, they turned them over again last night. So um, maybe the other, yeah, f- find something that you like on this game. Uh, with regard to Pittsburgh and, and try and take it. Um, or like you say, over on the tour. So yeah, it's tri- it really tricky one to finish with um, a bit of a head scratcher. Um, we're going to get to our uh, lock and dog uh, presently. Uh, just before we do, um, I'll tell you about IP Vanish, um, whose job it is uh, to keep your online browsing uh, safe, uh, protect your privacy, um, you need that added security to keep all your private data uh, just that private, keep it away from hackers, advertisers, your ISP, etc. cetera. Uh, IP Vanish keeps you secure on the internet by encrypting 100% of your data, which means passwords, communications, browsing history, uh, things like that will be um, shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Uh, they'll hide your physical location. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices, all your tablets, computers, even your Fire Stick uh, when you're streaming your media. Um, IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% uh, off their yearly plan uh, for our listeners uh, with a 30-day money-back guarantee, which is the equivalent of getting nine months for free. Uh, IP Vanish is really easy to use. Just tap a button, you're instantly covered. Uh, take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use the promo code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Okay. Um, epic handicapping of those games. Uh, a lot of content uh, gotten through. Um, now we need to pick them apart and get our luck and dog. Uh, we'll go with Age Before Beauty. Uh, Moon, if you can lead us off with your lock and dog tonight. Beauty Before Age, that's a great call there, Malcolm. Um, I am looking at a couple of games that I do like here, but I think for my lock, um, I'm going to go with the Red Sox. Sorry, not the Red Sox. The uh, Houston Astros run line with Justin Verlander on the mound. Uh, minus one and a half, minus 120 against the Oakland A's. You know, we talked about should be a good bounce back for uh, Justin Verlander after the outing that he had against the Seattle Mariners and Cole Irvin. He's had, hasn't had very much success against the um, Houston Astros going all the way back to last season where he's allowed at least four earned runs um, in that span uh, within the first five innings. But I think that Verlander could possibly go six, seven innings here and they turn it over to their bullpen where they win this game by, you know, like Malcolm was saying, four, one, five, five, one, something like that in that neighborhood. So um, Astros run line minus one twenty as my lock for my dog. Um, that number is at an even price, but if you can shop around and get the Giants money line, I do like that. But that even money, I can't give that out as a dog. Um, I've got a plus one hundred five moon half if you want to stick with it. And I, not, I will not, allow it if you want. No, uh, not big enough. Um, okay, oh, well, it's my it's my dog. That's why I'm fighting the corner. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Michael Kopech and the Chicago White Sox at plus one fifteen. Um, mm. 
I, I, I like what I've seen out of Kopech. I know we talked about uh, Ryu and how he's bounced back since he did return from the IL, but I'm still going to put faith in the left-handed pitching um, and how well the White Sox do against it. So give me the White Sox plus 115 against the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay, Dylan, on to you for your lock and dog. Yeah, I was going to go uh, Astros run line as my lock as well. I am scrambling, but I'll give you another run line that I like. A little biased, but I'm going to take the Mets here on the run line at minus 105 against the Nationals. I like Cookie Carrasco. The Mets are firing on all cylinders, and I, I just think they're just a way better team. So we were able to put eight, eight runs in two innings. So Lindor's having a much better year. He's bouncing back. So all these critics out there, you know, it's kind of hushed for right now. But uh, uh, for my dog, I, I previewed it and I teased it a little early on. I'm going to go back to my dog. I feel like I've been taking them as my dog every pod, but uh, – Give me the snakes here as a home puppy. I like Madison Bum. <laughs> I like Madison Bumgarner here. I was able to get a plus one forty. I, I see plus one thirty. So we're starting to see money come in actually on the D backs, which isn't surprising to me. Uh, but besides his last start, he's been able to give the D backs some nice length, five six innings. The snakes, they're good ATS at home. And um the and uh as an underdog. So I think with Bumgardner, I think he'll he'll give a good outing against Kyle Wright. I think they could go neck to neck. So give me the D backs here at home as my dog. Okay. Uh yeah, you you do like uh you do like an Arizona uh underdog. And why not? If it's not broke, don't fix it. I like it, Dylan. Um there was loads of players I liked uh here. There was six or seven I had to whittle down. Um, I thought Kansas City were worth a punt at plus 120. Tampa Bay, I like it, minus 120. Um, I'm going to lock a total. I'm going to lock the under eight and a half um, in the White Sox-Blue Jays uh, game that Moonaf's just given out the White Sox as his lock. So, yeah, uh, no problem with the White Sox winning as long as they don't go berserk. Um, love Kopech and I think Ryu, since he had that little um, IL stint, uh, he's been good since he came back. So I trust both of them uh, to go well tomorrow. Um, my dog, I was going to give out the Giants a plus 105, but Moonaf tells me it's not big enough. Um, so I'll go to Baltimore um, mm. to beat uh, Seattle and Robbie Ray. Um, I'm just not buying into Ray at the minute. There's something to miss with him. Uh, Baltimore have proved more than competitive. Yeah, 14 hits and 10 runs last night. And like you say, the, uh, Dylan pointed out earlier on, they've actually got a better record. So uh, Baltimore to beat Seattle at plus 125 for me. Uh, and that, boys and girls, uh, is the end of the pod. Every time I look at my camera, Dylan's either upside down or he's off on another <laughs> perambulation around wherever he lives. What are you doing, Dylan? Nothing. I'm just getting ready. I got a busy afternoon to do, get some stuff done. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Uh, so Dylan's upside down. Moonaf, what you do with the rest of the day? What's happening? Uh, no, just cranking out the NBA Finals content. Uh, like I said yesterday, starting on Friday, uh, sorry, Thursday. So we're, we're grinding that out. I just dropped a uh, NBA Finals uh, in-depth preview. Uh, go on and check that out on the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, and we're here grinding out baseball. So, um, you know, just taking a day at a time, Malcolm. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm going to go and uh, Google things that I can rub on my face to make my beard grow back a bit. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not quite as uh, scaring the kids, I think, earlier on. Um, unless, of course, we go 15 for 15 and then that's it. It's, uh, it's going to be baby face forever after that. Um, cheers, Ooh. everyone, for listening. Um, download the app, like, rate, review. Also, uh, all the usual places. We do appreciate support. We're tearing up the charts. Uh, breaking into the top 50. So uh, good luck with your bets. Good luck. Um, thanks, Munaf and Dylan, for joining us. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow with more on the MLB Gambling Podcast, and we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>